believe me when I tell you, any kind of thing that you set out there for yourself as a goal, once you reach it, it's going to be anticlimactic. We've talked about how poor we are at celebrating wins, but I think we're that way because we understand the science behind it is like, well, great, move the goalpost again because the struggle towards the greater thing, even if it's a better version of you, that's the part that's going to make you happy. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, Matt. Rick, welcome back to the studio. Back in the studio after three weeks it's been. Traveling, man. I know. Thankfully, we'd shot a bunch of podcasts with other people before I left. So we had some things. Every time I turn on, you got a different podcast. That's awesome. I I like talking to people. You know me. That's my special gift. I listened. Our the last, our, our last one, me and you, was absolutely ridiculous. It was. It, was like, it really was bad. <laughs> we had like one one business point in twenty minutes. Of bullshit. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, speaking of speaking of BS, what's the difference between beer nuts and deer nuts? <laughs> <laughs> beer nuts are a dollar fifty. Deer nuts are under a buck. <laughs> nice. It's pretty good. Thanks. My wife told me to uh, stop being an idiot and just be myself. I told her just to make up her mind. (laughs) (laughs) So true. All right. Cool. You know, I do have, I mean, listen, what, so catching up, everyone, you know, thanks for your patience. I know we've just thrown random podcasts out there to you. Matt and I haven't been in the studio, but uh, we've been selling a lot of franchises. So we've got a whole bunch of pending deals and just closed six more in Dallas. So we'll be brushing up against once this last wave of folks comes through, we're really just waiting on a couple of states that we, um, you know, there's certain states that are called registration states for the, mm-hmm. those that don't know. And you have to file to be registered in those states. And then they make you do different things. Like some are like, no, you have to do a fee deferral, which means you can't actually realize the franchise fee until the place is open. Right. Some will say, okay, you have to buy a bond or something. And it's all to protect the franchisee from nefarious, you know, dealings or whatever. So, we get it. We have a couple of candidates in those states and a couple more big ones that we're wrapping up, but that'll put us dang near 75 locations sold, which is a lot. It's awesome. I know. I know. It's so cool. I'm stoked. It's exciting. So that's going good. We've got uh, a couple of clubs in pre-sale. Shout out to Evan, who is at 60 people in two and a half weeks. Unreal. Way to go, Evan. I know you don't have time to listen to this, but way to go, buddy. Right. You better not be listening to this, Evan. <laughs> you better be working. Every hour, but yeah, it's uh, you know, had to be think about a healthy model has 130. We're going to oversell to about 150 because we have about a 10% churn. But if you're 60 in three and a half weeks and you've got 12 weeks of pre sale, you're set, you're set up pretty good. So, anyway, props to Evan, he's doing a great job, and yeah, things are going really well. Other than that, just new developments, we got all kinds of cool stuff coming down the pipe that we'll be able to announce. But for the most part, just blocking and tackling right now, you know, just the basics. And by the way, Doing the basics really well is what every successful business does, right? Yep. But gets caught up in the this extra special right. <laughs> shiny thing. Give me the special sauce. Nope. Just <laughs> do the blocking and tackling. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's, I think it's hard. And I think that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. We were like, hey, what are we going to talk about? There's like so many things that we could touch on with you know the time span that's gone by. But you know, one of the things I talked about, I did some couple of talks that performed better this year. And one of the things I talked about was happiness. And it sounds like kind of a flighty topic, but... A lot of people, when they get into entrepreneurship, I think there's a there's an element of expectation that will happiness, some kind of fulfillment or happiness will come with that. Would you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I think the title of this one will just be 
you know, can entrepreneurship make you happy? And I think the, the good answer to that is it really depends. We've talked often about how entrepreneurship is essentially a self-development journey disguised as a business because it is like, the, yeah. it's the same thing for us. Like we're going through it too, you guys. So I'll just give you, you know, some insight into kind of like what we're going through is like every stage, the habits and the things and the personnel and the seats that we sit in that got us from, you know, franchise, you know, the inception to 50 locations will be different than that will the mindset and the way that we think and the way we approach problems and the way that we staff and everything will be different when we get to a hundred, be different at 500. Every stage is personal growth, right? And if you can't grow, and that's why one of our core values is drive change. That's really what it means is growth, right? And growth is messy. As we know, it's uncomfortable. It's, I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot of things that come with growth that are painful in a lot of ways. But if you don't grasp that, you know, that can be misconstrued as like not being happy, as an example, when really that's not the case at all. And it's absolutely necessary to go through those trials and tribulations of growth to right. be able to level up. So mm -hmm. if you're moving from a, say, in a franchise situation, like you're going to get into entrepreneurship and you expect some, you know, again, we talked about the Cantor's Law. It's like you're real excited at the start. You get the happy ending painted in your mind. Everything in between sucks, right? It doesn't, but it's just because it's messy and it's two steps forward, one back, one lateral, two forward, one back. It's just the nature of doing business or growing. And so, you know, can entrepreneurship make you happy? Depends. I think the answer is yes, but you have to be wired the right way and you have to put the right set of lenses on what the business is going to take from you, right? This growth sort of trajectory and idea, I think that's really what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But do you agree with that kind of from where we sit, even even... I mean, there's two businesses that we're in, right, Matt? There's the fitness business, helping other people realize their entrepreneurial dreams, which is, if I'm honest, that's the main thing that, that I like about do, what we're doing. You're like, hey, why'd you go to franchising? And that, that's a great question, and I kind of sometimes have struggled because, sure, there's more enterprise value, and that, that is something. I mean, it's not like money doesn't matter, right? But at the end, the real answer for me is, like, I like to help people become entrepreneurs because it's a, it, I like the growth and the pain and the struggle and all that. And I think if other people can learn to do that, it bleeds over into other areas of your life. It'll make you a better person overall. Sure. And I want people to be able to realize that. But it's also not easy to help mm -hmm. people realize that. Well, I mean, like, you know, I've been in a fortunate seat where I just kind of been riding this journey with you for a while. <laughs> um, and there's been lots of changes. And we've, we've, you know, changed the gym, you know, in 20 or 30 years, you know, 50 different ways. But recently in the last, you know, several years, I've been more at the head of that, say in our own, own locations and just my growth are going through that. Like I'm a different person now than when I started now, like, you know, we're say we're moving our local gym around the corner before that would have scared the crap out of me. Now it's just like, I get excited. Like I was excited this morning. I'm like this, I know this was going to be hard, but I was like, man, this is, you know, this is a new challenge. I want to, you know, we're going to go tackle this thing and see what we got. So that, that's the kind of growth that I think you're kind of talking about a little bit. And to me, it's, you know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when you're in a, we've talked about this often, when you're in an organization like ours, where you've got people that started, I mean, we talk about your trajectory, even mine, right? You've got me who wasn't necessarily the greatest student ever who opened a gym at 22 and just wanted to train people. And then you had to learn how to, we had our hiccup and you had to learn how to be a better business person. And you have to learn how to hire the right people and you have to learn how to lead those people. And then all of a sudden you're running a licensing company. You have to teach other people how to do the thing, right? right. Which means the thing needs to be simpler, cleaner platforms. You need to backfill some positions. You can't do all things, right? And then for the people that were on the team back then, and you're one of those, 
for you to be able to come along on that journey, it doesn't always happen that way. You do leave people behind at times and it's mm-hmm. not because they're bad people or whatever. They're just, they were well suited in the role that they were in. They're just not able to shift gears, right. And move to the next role. And it sucks when that happens. Cause you feel like you're kind of leaving people in the dust. And then they, there's always an emotional attachment to that. They're like, sure. well, well, we used to hang out all the time. It's like, I just don't have time now. I've got these other <laughs> things. It doesn't mean I don't oh, like them. Right. Well, and yeah, you're hanging out at work, but it's like, you're not really hanging out. It was like, it was a work relationship and we, and you like that individual, but you're doing this now. And so are, are we not friends? <laughs> this is a really long podcast for me to somehow try to, to articulate to Matt that I don't want to be his friend anymore. <laughs> no, I was going to give you props because you've come oh. along well and you've been able to upskill yourself. And it's the only way that you hang on to the train, right? Sure. I have to do it and everybody on the team has to do it. And we're reaching that stage where now when we go out and hire people, we want to hire people that have already done the thing, right? I'm not going to hire someone that's green that I know that's a friend and be like, you know, this isn't a hire the athlete, train the skill position that we're looking at now. If you're looking at a director of operations, it's like, it's a very, you know, it's a very important role. Somebody's got to come to the table with eight to 10 years of franchise experience. I mean, these are different animals than what we've looked at in the past. That means that our current team that we did drag along early on has got to continue to up upskill or they get washed over you know because like you're gonna bring in people that are heavy hitters they're gonna know what's up and they're gonna try to build a team that can get shit done so like i want my team you know the team that we have now to continue to upskill because i want you guys to be able to realize your dreams as well and that extrapolates then all the way through to the franchisees that we're helping become entrepreneurs but i think when you look at happiness as a goal if we just use that word alone i think it's kind of an empty goal you know i think it's an odd goal to have i think when you look at like the industry around happiness, I think there's a hundred thousand books currently in publication for how to be happier, right? Or self-fulfilled. And would you say based on where we are in time and space that we're happier as a society right now than we've ever been? I don't know. I'm just thinking about you buying a happiness book. Well, I've never bought any of them. I, <laughs> I I to to say. <laughs> it's got a big smiley face on the front. <laughs> Makes me so happy. But as a society, uh, no, we've well, no, pretty I mean, sad people, aren't right? We? But we're not, we have no reason to be, right? Like we're probably better it's off just, than we've it's ever the been. the days that are sad. <laughs> not, <Jeez>. not us. <laughs> the days, the them days. Those people. Those people are sad. Well, if you think about trying to be happy, and we always say like, look, if you're trying to be happy, it's like trying to be cool. The harder you try, the worse it gets, Right. It shouldn't be an end goal. I think what people really mean when they say, I want to be happy, is it means they want to have a purpose. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. And if you look at the science of happiness, so if you listen to like Andrew Huberman, the Huberman Lab podcast, and he's a you know brain scientist, Stanford professor, mm-hmm. you know, really sharp guy. And he recently did a, on one of his podcasts, they kind of laid out the way that our brain is wired to accept challenges. And so basically, If something is hard to overcome, whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual, or whatever, and you work hard to overcome it, right? The brain chemistry that that you get afterwards, like a hit, if you will, um, it's not temporary. It literally rewires the way that your brain works. Hmm. And then immediately, once you've reached the thing, the pinnacle or whatever that is, the, the only way to continue that journey is to move the goalpost further out. And then to move towards that. So basically what you're saying is like from now until the day that you die, you should be involved in some type of personal growth or challenge and something that's difficult to overcome. If you are then 
you know, constantly working to overcome obstacles in your life in any area of your life and you're getting better, that is the key to happiness. So when you look at it that way and we take that and we talk about like- Sounds like entrepreneurship. (laughs) Exactly. So in that way, but that's the thing though, if you're going to, if you, if you want entrepreneurship to make you happy and it will, I promise you, you have to be willing to embrace the fact that the part of entrepreneurship that is going to make you happy, even based on the brain science that we just talked about, as your brain is rewired every time you overcome a mm. challenge, right? Then the middle part, that Cantor's law, the part that feels like failure, that is the part that makes you happy. And so it's like embracing the struggle of entrepreneurship, not being um, off put by it, right? It's sort of like bracing your stealing. We've talked about this, like stealing yourself against the realities of what it's like to be an entrepreneur, right. ups and downs and arounds. And to your point, like, oh, you would have freaked out a few years ago. Now you don't because you've got your ducks in a row and you can almost predictively understand human behavior and why people like, listen, we're going to be raising our rates, reducing our clientele and moving the gym around the corner. Is that going to make everyone happy? No. Right. And so, you know, and you're the guy who runs the corporate clubs. So you're out in front of that. Is that fun? No, but you're, you understand the reality of that and you Mm -hmm. understand how human behavior works. That doesn't come without some lumps though. Like to get to there, you had to go through those struggles and to realize that and to feel beat up by it. And then you you got to beat up by this one. It's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're going to like it. That's the great thing. You're going to be so happy. (laughs) Don't look happy. I'm so happy. Don't look happy. But it's, it, it's part of it is like you're building, you're overcoming obstacles. You're becoming a different person in the process, not from a value standpoint or virtues or what. It's just essential, essentially you're, you're stacking life skills. You're a building emotional resiliency, whatever that is. And you're becoming a different person over time. And again, based on the science, that's it. So as long as you understand that entrepreneurship is a self-development journey disguised as a business and that there are going to be a lot of struggles in the business, and we can talk about, you know, you've already mentioned one specific thing, then it will make you happy. But you have to understand that that hard part, the struggling part, is the part that makes you happy. It's not the happy ending and it's not the, believe me when I tell you, any kind of thing that you set out there for yourself as a goal once you reach it, it's going to be anticlimactic. We've talked about how poor we are at celebrating wins, but I think we're that way because we understand the science behind it. It's like, well, great, move the goalpost again because the struggle towards the greater thing, even if it's a better version of you, that's the part that's going to make you happy, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to embrace that or else it will drive you crazy because it will always feel messy. Right. You'll always feel like you get, get a little bit of imposter syndrome. You're not really deserved to be here. Do we know what we're doing? Oh my gosh, Right. And you go through all these ups and downs and you think you've got the perfect staff and then your major, your main person quits because you can't control them. They're a human being as well. And it's like over time, you just learn to build resiliency against those things. Right. And I think it goes back to even some of the stoic philosophies. When I wrote one down, Epictetus said this, like separating things that are in your control from things that are outside of your control is a very important skill in Mm -hmm. making you happy because what you can do is fret over things that you have nothing to do with. I mean, look at our society right now. It's like, you know, somebody can get really upset about something that it, it might be a very polarizing political topic or something like that. Sure. And they can be so, so upset about that, but yet they haven't even squared away their little corner of the world. Right. And if we're honest, they're probably abjugating some of the, 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 you know, responsibility for themselves by focusing on the out there stuff. Right. Right. As long as I'm focused on, like if I'm 400 pounds, you know, I'm overweight, I'm not in a good place, you know, I'm living in my parents' basement and I'm gaming all the time. 
I don't want to face the things that are right in front of me that I need to fix. That's hard. But railing on about some political thing online or going on Twitter and acting like a jerk, you know, some kind of a troll, that makes me maybe feel like I'm doing something good, like, you know, I'm doing some social justice stuff or I'm doing all these things. Those are all outside of my control. I'm not even fixing, you know, it's like clean up your bedroom before you go out and try to fix the world kind of idea, right? So there's so many cool lessons in entrepreneurship. None of those are going to like and air quoting, make you happy unless you understand that the struggle and the personal growth, that is the part that makes you happy. So why would you wish that away or wish it to be any different? Why wouldn't you just organize yourself in a way that says, okay, this is what I'm built for. This is what I, you know, I took on as a responsibility. I'm going to step up and do my very best. I think the part of this that will make someone feel unhappy is if deep down they know that they're not doing their best. Sure. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's happened to me. Has it ever happened to you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Where you look and you just think to yourself and you just bent and you're sideways and you blame, you know, I'm talking about mentally, you know, I might be thinking, oh, screw this and this is this person's fault. And why didn't we do this? And no, 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 no. What I'm really saying is like, I know I didn't do my best. I got to get better. Exactly. That's it. Right. And like when I come to that realization, which it doesn't, it takes you less time to get there over time because you start to realize most things are your fault. Right then you're like, oh, okay. Even the way you view it could be different and that Mm -hmm. could change your outlook on it. It might not change the reality of it, but that's okay if it's outside of my control. What are the three things I could do today that are right in front of me that could help me move the needle forward? Mm -hmm. But I'm worried about this extraneous thing over here. It's like, no, 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 no. You're, You're not really worried about that or you're worried at that about that so that you don't have to fix the three things that you could fix that are right in front of you today. So I know it's kind of a flighty topic, but I mean, a lot of people talk about that today, like, oh, Chase, to just be happy, this and that. And I want to get into entrepreneurship, and we paint this beautiful picture. It is beautiful, but as long as you understand that the actual, the real beautiful part of it is the hard part, is the yeah, struggles. You embrace it, right? It's, you never know what's coming around the corner, and you're excited for it versus, you know, just get upset, and, oh, the world hates me. Right, or every, <laughs> and, and if you're wired that way, and you, and, you, and you are struggling to get your head around how this works, even from a brain science standpoint, it's going to be a tough road to hoe for you because you're going to consistently feel like everybody's out to get you. You don't know what you're doing. And really what it is, is you're just not well organized. You have to do better, right? And I think I've heard Jordan Peterson say this, love him or not, but I love this point. Like sit on the end of your bed and think of the one thing that you could quit doing today that would make your life a little bit better. Yeah. And that's very hard to do. Go on Facebook and and do that. Start a rant. Exactly. I'm going to go on Twitter and start a political <laughs> rant. It's like, okay, let's not stay out of this ain't asylum. And I think most of us know that, but I bet you there's a bunch of other little things we could be doing, right? Blaming someone else, you know, not, not leaning into our team enough to help them grow, whatever that is. And all these things, you guys take personal growth first before, if you're going to lead a team or do anything, or get, I mean, honestly, lead yourself first, right? Like again, fix your bedroom before you organize the world. I think that's really the key. So Entrepreneurship can absolutely fulfill all of those, you know, needs and wants for you, but they only do it through struggle. And if you can embrace that and understand that, I'll promise you in each stage that you get to, it'll be somewhat anticlimactic when you reach whatever and you'll look back and you'll appreciate the the lessons that you learned during yeah, those the stuff times. You went through what you had to do to get where you are, right? Right. And you appreciate it more because it was hard work to get there, you know, and so if you're in the middle of it right now and you're eating a lot of crap, you know, whatever that is, or you're in a tough time, it's like, it's, it's normal. We all Look are at in all it. the crap you've done the last 30 years. Look what we got. Yeah. Shooting right. podcasts with me, huh? <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs>
No, we have. A, I mean, we say that all the time. I can remember, um, you know, and I'll share this. I won't. I won't be too transparent about who it was, but we used to work with a really big franchise group, and they have really good leadership there. And I was, you know, sat on their board and everything. And I can remember they knew they moved into a brand new building, a beautiful new campus, and everything. And then there was like, you know, complaints that were coming up and they were like piddly things like the toilet paper wasn't soft or like the new coffee machine didn't make as good a coffee as whatever they expected or, oh, you know, and it was things that were like all these like extra perks in this beautiful, amazing Mm. building. Right. And I could distinctly remember like, you know, I was seeing, hearing some of the grumblings that people had and how is that leadership didn't like it. And I try to put myself in the shoes of leadership and I'm sure it was, it was like hurtful, right? Cause you spent all this money and everything and you have an amazing culture already and you spend all this money and time and you build this beautiful campus that benefits everyone. It's worlds better than where you came from. And the only thing that you get is like, you know, complaining about toilet paper and complaining <laughs> about coffee quality and like, oh, our bar should be better. I'm like, you got a bar at work. Can't you start with that? Being right. appreciative of that. And I can distinctly remember, um, one of the two leaders sending out this email and it was something about like climbing a mountain. And like, if you think it's going to get any easier now, you know, based on where we are, like if we arrive, like, is this it? You're sadly, sorely mistaken. Like this is, right. we are just getting started. It is going to be infinitely harder. The infinite game, even getting mm-hmm. there. And then, okay, staying there is so much, so lonely at the top and so difficult. And this company fits into that category for sure. But I can just remember like the venom that was in that email and it, it was actually really well written. So it didn't come across as negative, but it was like, you know, blah, 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 something about the mountain. And if you're not down for that, then get off my effing mountain. It was like, whoa, yeah, but it was I just mean, kind of a realignment of expectations and to what say, what are. are we? Are we in, are we like a pampered, empowered, you know, not empowered, but, um, you know what I'm trying to say, um, privileged group of people that doesn't recognize how much hard work we have to do. Like we can't grind anymore since we're at the yeah, top of the heat. We've arrived. I th- I th- that sums it up pretty good, right? You get that. I'm get. I'm going to be an entrepreneur and then I'm going to get to arrive and I did it. Do you think that's why we're not as good at celebrating wins? Because we never arrive? Well, I feel like I'm paranoid to feel that way. I don't ever want to feel that way. We ain't won yet. But the, will I don't we know ever? what it is, but that, we ain't one yet. <laughs> well, 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 I know, but like, will we ever? Like, I mean, I think we all. I think mean? we all would have our own, like, you know, your own thoughts of what the ideal, the pinnacle would be. You know, everybody on our team probably would. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's I don't. There is anything. Yeah, there's no win. It's not that we don't me. we don't set goals. We have goals, but it's just like you know, we're not the best yet. Well, I think you it's mentioned. Not finished. Well, I don't ever be finished. That's the thing. That goes back to the main point. Is like if you want to be happy. You keep moving the goalposts. Like, I don't know what it looks like in five years, but I hope it's more of what we're doing, right? It's. I don't think it's going to be easy. If anything, it's going to be infinitely harder. We're all going to have to grow absolutely. like crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, but it's obviously worth it. And if that's the way our brains are wired to make us, air quotes, happy, then we should be embracing all the difficulties. That entrepreneurship, you know, what really draws me, I love it, is it's the being a part of something and growing with it and doing that. That's the cool part, right? And that's yeah. what we talk about going through all the stuff. Like some people can't hack it. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's tough. Well, and I think if they can maybe reframe the way, you know, those type of individuals that aren't wired that way, uh, if you reframed it as like the struggling part is the good part. I know it's hard for you to realize that now because it doesn't feel good when you're going through it. But, you know, from a 30 year plus entrepreneur, you know, you've been in, in, in this business and I don't, I don't care what you say. Like if you're going to work in a small business that's growing really fast, you better be at least 50% entrepreneur because 
you ain't gonna be able to hold on otherwise, right? There's just mm-hmm. too much going on. So I would say that you definitely fit that mold. Um, then yeah, I think ultimately when you look back on it, it's like I can at least offer that, that when I look back on it, the things I appreciated, the parts that have made me happy are the things that I've had to overcome and that have developed me as a different person. I know it sounds selfish, but along with seeing a guy like you develop over time also, right. Or seeing the next person develop and you know, you're sad when you leave the folks behind, but it's like, you've got to go, you've got to keep going. And so I think for the people listening, if you're just getting into entrepreneurship or you're thinking about becoming an alloy franchisee and you haven't been an entrepreneur, it's not for wimps, but as long as you understand that it's going to be a lot of hard work, some things are going to be amazing, but the most amazing part is actually the hard work. And if you'll just embrace that, then you'll just steal yourself against that fact. And then over time, you'll be a much better entrepreneur. And then who knows where it leads you? I mean, you might be a completely different person in the best of ways. Word. That's all I've got for you. Anyway, good catch up with you, brother. Yeah, man. back in the studio. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.